Hey guys, it's Keon, and today I'm going to be talking about UFC 280, and that card is going to be going down this Saturday, which is a huge one, and usually I don't give my predictions for cards, but this one I decided to do so because it's hard to make picks for this one, and I just want to see how well I do post UFC 280, see if my picks are on point or if I was not on the money whatsoever. So let's start with the main event. This will be my official pick for not only the card, but the main event, which I have been talking about for months now. And that's between former champion Charles Oliveira and Islam Makhachev for the vacant lightweight championship. Let's just start with my pick. I'm going to pick Islam Makhachev. And it's hard for me to make this pick still because I love Charles Oliveira so much. But I think for myself, I've just gotten to a point where my heart is picking Charles to win, but my mind is saying Islam Makhachev. And why my mind is saying Islam is because the wrestling. The wrestling is going to be a huge factor. And as someone who has said this time and time again, wrestling for the most part, beats out Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And that may not be the case every time, but there's just been too many fights that I've seen where a jiu-jitsu fighter was unable to impose their game because of a strong wrestler. And as great as Charles is on the ground, like I said, probably the best jiu-jitsu in MMA history. He's going to be going up against someone with a wrestling pedigree that is also one of the greatest in MMA history. Maybe not as great as Habib, as some may think, but still, this guy is training with Habib and he himself is very good. And it's just hard for me to imagine a scenario where Islam's Dagestani wrestling is not going to overpower Charles's Brazilian jiu-jitsu when the action goes to the ground. Now, on the feet, I do think Charles has the edge. I think he is a better striker overall, and he's very tough on the feet as well. But I don't think Islam is going to keep the action on the feet. And when he does bring it to the ground, although Charles is going to try to lock up submissions off his back, I don't think he's going to secure any of them. And by the end, I just see him getting tired tired from the mauling that Islam is going to put on him on the ground. And when the action is on the feet, it's going to be hard for Charles to truly impose his stand-up game because he's always going to be worried about that takedown. See, I just don't think Islam is worried about fighting Charles when Charles is off his back. I think he's going to wrestle like he always does. And I could see this going all five rounds and Islam winning by decision. The only way I see Charles winning this one is if he has a moment on the feet where he catches Islam. And look, Islam has been caught before, but that was a long time ago. And I just feel like this version of Islam Makhachev is too good to let that happen at this point. And I get it. There are these arguments that Islam hasn't fought anyone in the top five. Charles has fought much better fighters. He has been fighting for longer. He has had his trials and tribulations as an MMA fighter. But much similar to Habib, Islam hasn't fought the top guys yet. But once he fights the top guy and becomes the champion, that's when the legacy is going to start. I feel like it's premature to be talking about right now because he hasn't really proven himself yet. The guys in the top five don't want to fight him. Now, there's no choice but for a top five guy to fight him. And personally, I just think with the home crowd advantage and with a team of high level fighters and trainers helping him for this fight, I just think he's going to get this one on Saturday night. So my brain is picking Islam Makhachev, but my heart is picking Charles Oliveira because it's going to be a good story to see him win this fight and be in the talks of greatest lightweight of all time. The storyline itself is what makes me want to root for him. But I think stylistically, 
Islam is going to be favored in this one by me. So my pick is Islam Makashev. In the co-main event, we have the bantamweight champion Aljamain Sterling fighting the former champion TJ Dillashaw. And this too is a hard fight to pick. I'll be honest, but my final pick for this one is going to be TJ Dillashaw, and it's the same kind of deal with the main event. My mind is picking TJ, but my heart is picking Aljo because I love Aljamain Sterling. I love his story of being one of the most hated UFC fighters of all time to proving everyone wrong and shutting them up. But the thing is, stylistically, this is not a favorable fight for him against TJ Dillashaw because although TJ is 35 years old now, he has proven that he could still hang with some of the best at 135, with that being his last fight against Corey Sandhagen, where many people believe Corey won, but in the end of the day, for TJ to come back after two years of suspension and make it a competitive fight against a legit top five bantamweight is very impressive. And going into this fight against Aljamain, I don't know if you've seen him on social media, but he's been looking very good. And you can blame it on the juice all you want, saying that it's the EPO again. But in the end of the day, he looks amazing. And it kind of reminds me of how Aljamain looked going into that second fight with Piotr Jan, which is why I picked Aljo to beat Piotr in that second fight. TJ not only looks good, but he also is a strong wrestler. I don't see Aljamain imposing his wrestling game as easily as he did against Piotr in their second fight. And then on the feet, I have to favor TJ because not only is he very tough, but I just think he's more skilled when the action is there. All around, I believe he is the better fighter. So stylistically, it's not favorable for Aljamain. But once again, my heart's picking Aljamain. My mind's picking TJ Dillashaw. But in the end, I see TJ reclaiming his bantamweight championship and becoming a three-time bantamweight champion. Next, we have former bantamweight champion Piotr Jan fighting Sean O'Malley. And I've been talking about this fight as well, saying that this is a huge jump for Sean O'Malley, who is coming off that no contest against Pedro Munoz. Now he's going to be fighting the former champion in Piotr Jan. And although this is a great opportunity for him, I just don't think he will be able to capitalize on Piotr Jan, who is still one of the best bantamweights in the world. And many still think that he won that second fight against Aljamain Sterling. And honestly, there is a great argument as to why I agree with that. Yes, Piotr showed some holes in his game, specifically with his takedown defense. But against Sean O'Malley, he's not going up against a strong wrestler. He's going up against a striker. And although Sean has the reach and height advantage, I just don't think it's going to be enough for Piotr, who I think is one of the most skilled strikers at bantamweight today. And don't get me wrong, Sean is very good as well, but I don't think it will be enough at this point for him to defeat Piotr. So I'm going to pick Piotr Jan to win this one. Next, we have Benil Dariush versus Matosh Gamrot, and this fight too is actually very difficult to pick. I love Benil Dariush, one of my favorite fighters of all time. I root for him every time he fights, and he is low-key one of the most exciting fighters at lightweight today, aside from his last win against Tony Ferguson. And although that was the biggest win of his career, Benil has been out of action for quite a while now because of injuries. And meanwhile, Matosh Gamrot is a name who has risen quickly and can rise even more if he beats Benil Dariush. 
in his last fight against Armin Sarukian. He put on a very great performance, and although it was a close fight and some believe Armin won that one, there's no shame in having a close fight against Armin Sarukian because I believe Armin is going to be a top five guy very soon as well. So for Matos to beat him at this point is very impressive, and in my opinion, the momentum favors him at this point compared to Benil, who, yes, beat Tony Ferguson, but it wasn't an impressive win. And with how Tony Ferguson has been looking after that fight, that win has lost a lot of its value. And then when we add in the layoff that Benil has been on after that win, the momentum is just not favoring him going into this fight against Mataj Gamrot. And that's the thing. I don't really know how Benil is going to look going into this fight. Is he in the prime of his career right now or is he on the decline? Because at 33 years old, it's very hard to say. But I will say my heart is siding with him and my brain is picking Matos Gamrot. And much like the other picks on this card, I have to go with what my brain is saying. So I'm going to pick Matos Gamrot. And then to open up the card, we have Caitlin Chukagian versus Manon Fioro. And this is low-key a very fun fight, specifically because of Manon Fioro, who is one of the most impressive strikers that we have have seen at flyweight thus far aside from the champion Valentina Shevchenko this woman's karate is high level and she imposes it so well in her MMA fights and she has been looking very good so far 9-0 record with her first defeat being her first fight in MMA but since then she has been on a roll and many believe she is going to be one of Valentina's toughest tests at flyweight and then, of course, we have Caitlin Chukagian, who seems to have been the number one contender at flyweight for years at this point. And for very good reason, although she has received criticism for not being the most entertaining fighter, she gets the job done without taking too much damage. And in my books, that's a smart fighter. And although she was unable to get past Valentina Shevchenko and also former champion Jessica Andrade, she has still been able to maintain that number one spot at flyweight. Basically, whoever gets past her fights for the title next. And right now she's on a four fight win streak with her last win being against Amanda Hebos, which was a very fun fight in my opinion and a very impressive performance by her. And with her having more experience as an MMA fighter compared to Manon, it's hard for me not to pick Caitlyn to win this fight. But at the same time, I think the momentum is on Manon Fioro's side. And that's why I'm going to pick Manon to win this one. And honestly, I can't really say much about the fights on the prelims aside from Bilal Muhammad versus Sean Brady. So let's talk about that one because that too is a very important fight at 170 as the winner can really make a statement and get their name into title contention. We have Sean Brady, who is undefeated, up-and-coming prospect, amazing on the ground with his jiu-jitsu, and many people have high hopes for him right now. And then we have Bilal Muhammad, who isn't the most fan-favorite fighter by everyone, but in the end of the day, much similar to Caitlin Chukagian, he is that guy who gets the win without taking too much damage. And his wrestling is very good, although he's not a finisher when he brings the action to the ground, he still does enough for the judges to score it for him. And yes, it may not be the most entertaining, but in the end of the day, he's getting the win. Of course, it's more dangerous to do this against someone like Sean Brady, who is great with his jiu-jitsu and is obviously very good off his back. But personally, I'm favoring Bilal for this matchup. I think Sean Brady is great, and he is definitely going to be one of the top guys at welterweight very soon. But I see him losing this fight and coming back stronger afterwards. For Bilal, I think the momentum is on his side going into this one, especially with him training with Habib and his team. That is a huge benefit for him. And I think it's going to do wonders going into this fight against Sean Brady. So that's why I'm going to pick Bilal Muhammad for the win. 
But what do you think? What are your picks for UFC 280? But that's a lot for now, so I'll see you in my next one.